0: The New Testament reading is taken from Romans chapter 13 verses 11 through 14. Besides this, you know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone. The day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, brothers and sisters. Our Old Testament reading for today, which is also the basis for the sermon, uh, we find in Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah 40, verses 1 to 11. Comfort, O comfort, my people, says your God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken." A voice says, cry out, and I said, what shall I cry? All people are grass, their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might, and His arm rules for Him. His reward is with Him. And his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. Comfort, O oh comfort, my people. The message of the Gospel can be summed up in this one word, comfort. As human beings, we need consolation as much as we need our daily food. Even as children, we knew where to find comfort. Falling, scraping a knee, we would run to mother, she would comfort us. And for adults too. There are circumstances that crush us where we feel the need to be comforted. We need someone who is interested in our welfare, who understands us, someone who empathizes with us. We need someone who can comfort us. In Isaiah 40, The passage we've read just now, we hear such words of comfort. It is the word of God to Israel in their Babylonian exile. It is also the word of God for us today, since we too are currently living in some sort of an exile from normal life. Comfort, O comfort my people. These words came to a people in a miserable condition. They have been living in exile in Babylonia for years, for decades, far from their homeland. It was bad that their normal lives had been disrupted. It was a disaster that they had been forcefully removed from their homeland. It was terrible to suffer the taunts of the Babylonians, saying, well, where's your God? He was no match for our gods. He couldn't protect you. But the worst of all, the worst of all, was that God abandoned them, handed them over to their own fate, their own guilt. That was the worst thing that they had to cope with. And that is why often in the book of Isaiah, we hear the people complaining. The Lord does not see us. The Lord has forgotten us. Later in the same chapter we read how they say, My way is hidden from the Lord. My way is hidden from the Lord. Meaning, the Lord does not see what is happening to me. My right is disregarded by my God. My right is disregarded by my God. God doesn't seem to care. God is gone. He has disappeared. He's just not there anymore. This is the worst that a person can experience. The deepest pit one can fall into. The greatest of all crises. What Israel experienced in their exile was a kind of God-forsakenness, to be abandoned by God, the source of all goodness. But, and this is the good news from Isaiah 40, this is simply not true. It's not true that God has abandoned us. God is not absent. On the contrary, says Isaiah, He's coming. He's already He is already here. Say to the cities of Judah, Here is your God. See, the Lord is coming. This is the consolation. God Himself comes to us in our need. God Himself comes to us in our need. God knows our frailty, our mortality, the powerlessness of humanity. All flesh is grass, and all that is good about it is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades. God knows about our guilt and sins, which leave us helpless. That's why we read in verse 1 Speak tenderly to Jerusalem, proclaim to her that her guilt has been, her heart service has been completed that our sin has been paid for. It is exactly because of our guilt and sins that God intervenes. God himself comes to help us, to save us from this impossible situation. And we hear the joyful shouts, Get ready for his coming. Prepare the way for him. Announce the good news. Here is your God. See, he's coming. This is indeed good tidings. This is the gospel. God himself is coming. At faint, God himself is coming. And not only that God comes, but how he comes is a comfort. Brings consolation to us. Previously, the prophet Amos, he brought a similar message about God's imminent coming, but that was no comfort to the people. Amos said, get ready to meet your God, O Israel. He also said, I will punish you for your iniquities. And he said, the end has come for my people Israel. I will no longer pass them by. God's coming can also mean judgment. His people had enough experience of that. But now, this time, it is different. It is a different coming. God comes, we read here, as the Mighty One. With the power to change His people's fate. He has the power to turn around the destiny of His people. He is stronger than the forces of sin and death that entangle us. He has the power to translate his words of comfort into acts of salvation. God also comes as a loving shepherd, a sympathetic shepherd, a shepherd who cares, who has compassion on the weak. He gathers the lambs to his, into his arms. And he carries them in his bosom, close to his heart. He looks after the mother sheep with young ones to care for. He leads them on gently. This is how he comes to work amongst us. He, the mighty one, the mighty God, he comes as a shepherd, as a good shepherd who has compassion on the weak. This is not the end, as Amos once announced. This is rather a new beginning. The comfort for Israel is, God himself is coming. He's coming for you. And even if you are still living in exile, you can already take comfort from the certainty of his coming. His imminent arrival is already being announced. Look, see, your God is here. For us as Christians, the situation is very different. We are very privileged because we are already looking back to God's coming. It is no longer, as it was for Israel, a hope for the distant future. It has already become present reality. God kept his word. He kept his word spoken through his prophet Isaiah. He did come himself to comfort us. God became flesh. He was born as a human being. Jesus, he lived amongst us. During his ministry on earth, Jesus often spoke words of comfort. Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Come to me, all you are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. When Jesus saw the crowds, he felt compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. His desire is to comfort us as Jesus saw the city of Jerusalem on his last journey there, he said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often have I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. God came to us in Jesus because he deeply cares about us humans, because he loves us. Yes, he loves us To the end, as we read in the Gospel of John, to the bitter end of the cross. We humans, we often show so little respect for one another. We insult and offend each other. We hate each other. We even go to the point of killing each other. But God is so different. He really cares for each one of us. So much so that no price was too high for him to pay in order to finally comfort us. He did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. This is the comforting message for us. Our God is Emmanuel, God with us. He is here in our midst. He will not disappoint us. He will not abandon us to our fate, to the threatening forces around us, or to this pandemic. In the future, God will bring about complete consolation. In the book of Revelation we read, See, the hope of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them, They will be His people, and God Himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. God's final triumph means that all tears will disappear. He will provide complete comfort. Now, we are still living between the times, between His coming and His coming again. His message to us is still the same. Comfort, comfort my people. God is here today, this morning. Through His Holy Spirit, He moving among us. The Holy Spirit is the comforter. The Spirit reminds me of the coming of Jesus, and directs my eyes to His second coming. The Spirit testifies that God is present in my life, He is involved with me, cares for me. He is moved by my situation, my work, my family, my personal problems, my struggles, my failings, He knows. The Holy Spirit comforts me and testifies that I belong to God. The Spirit teaches me to say, Abba, Father, the greatest comfort of all. I am no orphan, alone in the world. I have a Father who cares for me. And the Spirit helps us to own the words of Psalm 23 The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The Gospel is the good news that God wants to comfort me, to comfort us, and Christmas is celebrating the arrival of this comfort. The Heidelberg Catechism, one of the main confessions of the Reformed tradition, starts with this rousing affirmation of God's comfort. The Heidelberg Catechism consists of a long list of questions with answers the first question is what is your only comfort in life and death and the answer is that I am not my own but belong with body and soul both in life and in death to my faithful savior Jesus Christ he has fully paid for all my sins with his precious blood and has set me free from all the power of the devil. He also preserves me in such a way that without the will of my heavenly Father not a hair can fall from my head. Indeed, all things must work together for my salvation. Therefore, by His Holy Spirit, He also assures me of eternal life and makes me heartily willing and ready from now on to live for him. This is our comfort in life and in death. Comfort, comfort my people, says Isaiah. The comfort is this. God has come in Jesus Christ. He holds his shepherd's staff over us here and now to protect. He takes us in his arms carries us in his bosom. He's with us every day until the end of the world. He leads us carefully on the way through the desert, on the way that he has prepared for us. He leads us softly and gently. (coughs) Jesus, our good shepherd, is closer now than he was when he wandered the earth in Palestine. He is with us. Every day. He is with us in the midst of this never-ending pandemic. In the midst of our exile from normal life. In our loneliness. In our experience of being forsaken by God. And of God's apparent silence. Isaiah says, do not fear. See, here is your God. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your words of comfort, words of hope. We thank you, Lord, for sending Jesus, our Savior, to live amongst us, to teach us words of comfort, to comfort us through his way of serving humanity. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, who gives us consolation in the midst of our daily struggles. We thank you Lord that you are not far away, you have not abandoned us. You are here, close to us, with us, in Jesus you accompany us day by day, through the Spirit you live amongst us and in us. We thank you for your comfort, your grace, your love.